Hello and thank you for tuning in to the morning edition of the D1T in 5 for Friday May 12th. Let's jump into this morning's top stories. USC Upstate Chancellor Benny Harris joins Connect Steph Garcia Psychos to share his expectations for the next Spartans AD, including how he or she will work with Harris and his staff to market the university to the next generation of potential Spartans. Top priorities awaiting the next AD, the type of administrative background that aligns with the university's needs. Whether he prefers a sitting or former AD or is open to bringing in someone taking the chair for the first time and lots more. Ultimately, Harris explains, we want winners, we want people who want to win. Not just be mediocre and maintain, I'm not looking for that. I'm not looking for someone to say, oh I can come do that, it's a smaller institution, they only have about 5,500 students and I can come and maintain that. I'm looking for folks who want us to be exceptional who want us to be that unicorn, that folks will look at and say, wow, I want to be a part of that. Connecticut is removing the court at Gamble Pavilion, which has been there since the building opened in 1990, to make way for a new one, and the News Times Butterfield reports Yukon officials are expected to identify points of interest on the court, where, say, Sue Bird hit her pull-up jump to beat Notre Dame in 2001, and provide a grid to the removal crew. So each section will be preserved and cut up for auction. Trustees last year earmarked roughly $688,000 in funding for a new floor. Huskies AD David Benedict stating, When you find someone who has a lot of resources and has an emotional connection to something, that's when you use the word priceless. We're going to have people who look at this stuff saying, that's priceless to me. This can be what we refer to as a win-win situation. We're going to try to generate as much money as we can to help pay for the new floor and provide opportunities to our fans to have a piece of UConn basketball history. Which is great for both. Lemoyne AD Bob Beretta is a huge proponent of hockey and says the department will take a hard look at adding men's and women's programs as it transitions to D1. I come from a hockey background at Army. I was the executive chair of the Atlantic Hockey Committee for several years. I sat a term on the NCAA Rules Committee. I'm a huge hockey person. If we had a rink that was on campus, it would be a no-brainer. There have been discussions about some development that might take place here in the area that would make it an absolute slam dunk for us. Beretta and President Linda Lamura have also identified women's bowling, field hockey and men's volleyball as potential additions, though football is not on the Dolphins' radar. More on Lemoyne's move to the NEC as extra points purveyor Matt Brown notes. There are a few other D2 schools that I know of that are considering reclassification, if the timing and conference invitations are right. Most of those schools are in the Southeast. Think A-Sun, Big South, OVC, MEAC-type schools. Could Notre Dame be wearing Lululemon jerseys in 2025? The Athletics' Andy Staples adds some context to the Fighting Irish's search for a new apparel partner, pointing out that as Under Armour has been deliberate about reducing its spend on such deals, and, because of Notre Dame's reach, you'll probably see the best offers Adidas and Nike, or Jordan brand, depending on which division of the company is in the running, can make. Staples, though, believes this could be a moment for an athletic department to consider a slightly different arrangement designed with the name, image and likeness era in mind. Some smart athletic department is going to become the first that allows players to bring their own shoe deals. This could be especially helpful in basketball, but a possible first-round pick in football could command serious money, too. A third bidder also could drive up the price no matter what kind of deal the Irish make. 
The Des Moines Register's Chad Listakow points out that if it is the case that student-athletes at Iowa and Iowa State violated the NCAA's rules on sports betting, their reinstatements could depend on, among other things, how much they bet. For wagering $25 or less, the student-athletes would lose no eligibility. For $26 to $100, the student-athletes would forfeit 10% of their season. That figure increases 20% for wagers of $101 to $300. 50% for wagers of $301 to $500, and student-athletes risk the permanent loss of eligibility for bets above $500, with sit-a-season or charge-a-season penalties recommended, per Listakow. Thank you for tuning in to the morning edition of the D1T in 5 for Friday, May 12. We'll see you back here.